0: The Paul Leslie Hour. Helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. How are you, friend? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. Johnny Clegg has passed away. I think he was perhaps South Africa's most famed musician. An internationally known singer, songwriter, dancer, recording artist, anthropologist activist. Johnny Clegg was born on June 7th, 1953. He died the other day, July 16th, 2019 at 66 years of age. Johnny Clegg had been battling cancer. He's known in history as one of the few performing and recording artists to defy segregation laws during the 70s and 80s in South Africa. I've been a great fan of the many wonderful recordings he made, And for any of you who have seen him in concert, he was an incredible performer and dancer. I was supposed to interview Johnny Clegg in person. He was on tour and had an Atlanta date at the Variety Playhouse. I don't remember exactly what happened, but something apparently happened. It was something beyond anyone's control. It complicated things, and we had to do the interview by telephone. He had just released an excellent album entitled Best Live and Unplugged at the Baxter Theater Cape Town. It's an unplugged, stripped down acoustic album of many of his well-known songs. I know a lot of you listening may be familiar with Johnny Clegg's song Great Heart, which Jimmy Buffett recorded. I remember that night, that was one of the songs, when he performed it live, just a couple of notes in. The audience just exploded. There were a lot of songs like that and a lot of moments during the concert that the energy level just was incredible. I remember running into my friend Kevin Hooper that night. He's a friend of this podcast and a friend of mine. Always has great taste in music. He was telling me about the many times he had seen him over the years. And he was right. We were indeed in store for a great concert. If you're not familiar with Johnny Clegg, I suggest you check out many of his great recordings. I've been on an email list for many years, and I mostly just read the comments that were made over the years. It's called Scatterlings. It's a Yahoo group list. And I learned a lot about Johnny Clegg through the years. I can think of certain people on that list, names like Peter Smagorinsky that just... I've been hearing them for years. It's a very tight-knit group of people who are fans of Johnny Clegg. He's touched so many people. I hope you enjoy listening to our short interview that we had together. Please listen to his many great albums. And I ask that you join me in remembering this great artist, Johnny Clegg.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Clegg is a singer, a songwriter, recording artist, performer, and dancer. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: My pleasure, mate.
1: What was your most vivid memory from childhood, going back a little? A lot of musicians can remember a vivid memory of music from a young age,
2: perhaps? Oh, you want a, a musical memory? Uh, my mom, she was a cabaret singer.
1: Was music an innate talent for you?
2: I don't know. I think like most musicians, one comes to music with a with a sense of magic, sense of, of wonder. I think that's really what... Is a trigger to follow a musical career when you hear something. And, you know, the thing is that it, it's it's intangible. It sounds. It's just the sounds that float in the air. You know, it's not like making a table or building a building or building a bridge or making a car. It's making something invisible, which has this impact on your emotions. And I think, for me, that is always the wonder of music, is that. It comes and then it goes, and it leaves you with some kind of emotional impact, you know? It's an emotional thing, and I've always, when I've written music, I've always looked for that. It's something which is exceedingly, it's mysterious. It's a mysterious undertaking, <laughs> what to say.
1: What about dancing? Was that something that was an innate talent with you?
2: I don't think, well, when you talk about innate talent, I think you tend to mystify it, because talent is something that... You discover because you, you are passionate about something. I think anybody who feels strongly about anything will discover that they can develop a talent around it because it's, first of all, intrinsically meaningful. Secondly, they have all the tools available. They've got a good brain. They, you know, they can play or they've got all their fingers or they can run and whatever it is they want to do. There are people who are, who are able to put in six hours of rehearsal a day two hours in a the break, then two hours in a break, and then in the last two hours in the evening. That is a, a skill. That is something that enables you to discipline. That isn't, that's not talent, as far as I'm concerned. You know, that is a disciplined skill that you develop in order to, to increase the power of your tools that you've got. You want to be able to play a solo. You want to be able to understand chord progressions. You want to be able to predict the consequence of a key change in a particular progression. So all of those things you learn by simply playing and and rehearsing and doing your scales and all that kind of stuff. Now, I don't do that. I'm a songwriter, so I'm not very, I have no virtuosity on my guitar. I just basically find the chords that I want and I sing them Yeah, I don't read or write music at all. So I'm an organic musician. I'm I'm not a trained uh, musician. So I come to music often stumbling through. <laughs> I, I I enjoy that because somewhere along the line I'll find something which really appeals to me and I'll work on it and I'll find that if I polish it enough, it stands up to scrutiny. I don't think that when I was exposed to Zulu war dancing and I saw something in it. It was young men having a dialogue, a physical dialogue with one another, very competitive, making statements and claims about being a warrior and being a man and examining the notion of masculinity in their culture. When I saw that, I just became totally jealous. I thought, there's nothing in my culture that has this this kind of discussion. I want to be able to talk like this. And so I went on a journey. I still dance for 40 years now. I think the most important thing for any creative undertaking is to have a sense of curiosity. Without curiosity, you have no scientific invention, you have no art, you have nothing. I think curiosity is a pivotal component to any creative act, and you can have a totally talentless person who is incredibly curious, and they'll discover something that scientists and others have never really looked at because they were just more curious.
1: That is a very fascinating point. A man named Dwight from Bradley Beach New Jersey wrote in, and the, since you just mentioned you th- identify yourself mostly as a songwriter, he asked, is there a song that is dearest to your heart?
2: Oh, there are many, but I think the one that I would point out would be Scatterings of Africa, but that's because of a number of things that oh. happened there. Well, it was, A, the, the song that, that broke Chaluka in the UK in 1983. It launched Chaluka internationally, and then when we recorded with Savuka, We decided to re-record the song slightly differently. And then that went to number one in France, Switzerland, and Belgium. And so the song launched my second hand as well. So I have a very special connection to Scattlings of Africa.
1: You have this brand new album that's Live and Unplugged Acoustic. What prompted an acoustic album?
2: I'd never done one before, and people it was a call for it, and we we had a, a week performance a week or so, seven days at, at the Baxter Theatre and it was the perfect setting so I just said look set up, a, you know, set up at a little desk and I said record the show maybe get some magic and see what happens and we had seven recordings of 19 songs which we repeated every night so we got the best takes of each night
1: playing internationally is not something most people get to do
2: how has yeah. that changed
1: your worldview your perspectives?
2: I think that what I tried to explain especially to to musicians back home is it's what we are back home that's interesting to the rest of the world. We've got millions of hip-hop and rap and dance bands trying to emulate America and England and Europe. It's not really South African and it's very hard for them to break into the market. So as big as they may be in South Africa, they will never manage to make it because they don't have any differentiating factor in, in what they're doing. What Turing Internationally has taught that it's the fact that I bring a different angle on the world in my writing and in my music that people find refreshing and different. So I think that's the main point.
1: Of the songs of yours that have been interpreted, recorded by other artists, who has done the best cover of a Johnny Clegg song?
2: Uh, there's a number of them. Uh, Joan Baez did A Jimmy Buffett did a very, very nice version of Great Heart. And then there's a number of other covers. There was one Irish folk singer who covered The Crossing when he sang it. And I heard it. I said, I know why he chose this song. Because, in fact, I was deeply affected by Celtic folk music when I was young. And I subconsciously wrote a song that is very Celtic in its structure and melody. You could put pipes to it, Julian pipes and penny whistle, And it just sounds like it's a traditional Irish song. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was quite a revelation for me.
1: You mentioned a second ago your song, Great Heart. During the concert, everybody just went wild for that song. And that's also one of the songs that you have on the Unplugged Acoustic album. Tell us, what was the inspiration behind that uplifting song? (laughs) That
2: song song was written as a. It was the theme song for a movie, a South African movie, which is about a very famous dog called Jock Jock of the Bushfellows. It's also a very famous piece of South African literature and they made a movie of it and they said, would you care to write the theme song for the movie so we can promote the movie. Basically, it became a kind of a love song because the owner of the dog and the dog have this relationship. They both really rely on, rely on each other. The owner of the dog is a, is a trader in the bush you know, with his ox wagon and oxen in, in the late 1890s and it's incredibly lonely out there. It's with his dog. And this dog changed his life and alleviated his spiritual and emotional problems with with just being out there for months in the bush. So I looked at that relationship and and just kind of pushed it to a spiritual level where it's not about a man and a dog anymore. It's, It's about looking for some kind of solace at a spiritual level.
1: This comes from Margaret Deering. She wanted to know if a Johnny Clegg musical is still in the works.
2: Yes, it is. We finished the first set of auditions. We hope to have this uh, run at the end of this year. Probably we'll Durban and then bring it to Johannesburg and then give it a few tweaks, uh, bring in some international people from, from the West End in London just to see if we can internationalize it.
1: Angus writes in. A lot of the people may know at the beginning of this tour, the opening act is a great artist named Jesse Clegg. He wants to know, will you ever record a duet with your son?
2: Well, he had to struggle in the shadow of his father. He had to find his own musical voice, which he has. It's not the music I'm So he has had to play on his own and basically separate himself from me, which you know is entirely understandable. Whenever it gets mooted that we should do a show together, he says, yes, we will, Dad, when you hang up your boots, we'll do a farewell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is the best thing about being Johnny Clegg?
2: I get to do what I love.
1: Who is Johnny Clegg?
2: An eclectic mixed out, I suppose, English, Jewish, Zulu, cultural components, and somebody who's spent his life seeking to find an African identity through music and dance.
1: Mr. Clegg, it's been a great pleasure to have this interview with you. Before we part, is there anything you'd like to say to all the listeners out there, your fans who are, as you know, from all over the world? Ah,
2: well, it's just, it's a wonderful experience for me to be touring again in, in the US and Canada. In fact, uh, we're doing 40 shows in 67 days. And then we go to France. Uh, we're looking at some concerts in the northern part of Africa, West Africa. We're going to be playing in Morocco. So for me, it's just a wonderful pleasure to meet up with my fans at, at my live shows, connect with them, share with them that sort of two hours. It's really, uh, for some great nourishment for me and enables me to go. So it's a tremendous gratitude that you know, I can, Call
1: out to them and say thanks. Mr. Clegg, it's been an honor to interview you. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Pop, pop, doodly,
2: zing, bang, doodly, knock, cock, cheap, dub, boo. Bibbidi, pot, cot, zi, da, po, per, like, a teen, look. Oh, get a, get, 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 get,